Okay, welcome back to episode number 58. How is everyone doing? Man, summer is flying by, right? Summer with COVID is flying by. Someone's been having an exciting... exciting Daniel you look like he's had a couple of drinks already, dog. He's ready to sleep. <laughs> no, 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 just, just water. <laughs> just water. No, all good. Very yeah, well. Oli, how, how are you doing? Because I saw on uh, social media that you uh, jumped out. No, you paraglided recently, right? Yeah. After, was... after we did an episode that I said I wasn't going to travel, I ended up traveling. And it was amazing. Um, it was a great experience. Right, I've done um, skydiving before. That was my first time doing paragliding. And the scenes are oh, just beautiful. Beautiful. P, I tried to convince P a few years ago to do a skydive, but... When? Uh, what country? What country? Did you, I thought you were going to do one one time, no? and then it didn't work out. No, Lauren. Lauren went ahead. Ah, she, okay. She, she she even said to me, she goes to me, she goes, "You want to come and watch?" And I was like, "Look, nah, man, it's cool." <laughs> <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't want any part of of that whole scenario. I was just like, "Look, I don't know why you're doing it. Uh, it's a gift. Go ahead and jump out of a plane." But um, we got we got a bright future ahead, so you can make a decision up to you. You didn't want to do it, right? After she, want... after she explained what it's like, um, I I would I would definitely want to do it. But then I but then the problem is I always think to myself, what's the point? Well, why no, not? no, 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 no. The, the you get what I'm trying to say? And the the faith <laughs> that you took. I would highly recommend it. I would say skydiving is probably one of the best um, like activity experience I've ever had. Like Agreed. when you're going up on in a plane, the way your heart is racing, that you've got to, you reach a point where you're just putting faith and belief in someone and the equipment to obviously carry you and keep you safe. But I would say nothing compares to it. Like when you, when it's stable, after you drop and then it's stable and you're like, okay, cool. I'm not going to die. <laughs> <laughs> then you can truly enjoy it. How can, you, how can you be so sure, though? Because, because yeah, go on. No, go ahead. No, because when you um, go skydiving, there's two parachutes. There's like a small parachute that slows you down. So as soon as that first one goes on, you're basically just cruising and slowing down. And then you got the bigger one, which is more for landing. Um, and you just you make your peace with God before you before you jump out of the, before you jump out of the plane. Daniel, what do you think? It just don't. It sounds like there's. It, it just sounds like. Uh, what's the point? It happened. It's not. It's not negotiable. It's not up for debate. It's just not happening. Yeah. No. I. I enjoyed it. Um, the only one I would never do is the um, the bungee jumping. Oh, bungee jumping. I would never do that. I would never do bungee yeah, jumping. That snap, that snapback is real. <laughs> yeah, I, would never do I think it. it's also, especially um, with uh, P, your kneecaps, that bungee. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Might be wow. a deep problem. Well, no, I'm actually exactly. skydiving. I did, I've actually done it twice. I did it the first time in Brazil. I had a horrible experience and then did it again in Australia, which was much better. But the first time I nearly Wait, what's vomited. What's a horrible... What's a, okay, you nearly vomited. I was like, yeah, I nearly vomited. What's a horrible experience? Um... But they tell you there's a bunch of stuff that you have to do, like don't eat just before doing it, no drinking the day before. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Anyway. Like didn't, didn't but I think we're so we're digressing a little bit. So Oli, because we started that around the fact that you you went to you went to Turkey and you did this experience. But holding on to that topic of you moving to Turkey, I think that's 
not moving, but you traveling to Turkey. That's kind mm. of the topic of today's episode, right? Yeah, I, I was sort of a hypocrite. Um, the last episode that we had. Um, so I thought it would be good just to go through um, and talk about our travel experience. I think three out of four of us have traveled during COVID. Um, I thought it would be good for us to share our experience, what we think, what, what we felt went well, what we felt didn't go well, and just talk about what we feel or see the travel industry sort of changing to. Are we going to see more people traveling? Or we're going to see this change, um, especially as we hear about the second wave of COVID coming. So, guys, before we start the music and start the episode, just a quick small request. Um, we are a, a small but growing podcast. And what we'd love is a little bit of your support. All we're asking is please go on the Apple Podcast app on your phone, select Tape Flight Podcast, and please leave us a review. Um, five stars would be appreciated. Anything less than that, then just text us. You don't need to leave a review on the app. Um, but I would really appreciate your support, your love. Um, this is a passion project that we are continuing. And with that support, we'd, uh, we'd really appreciate it. So thank you for that. Go on the Apple podcast app on your phone, leave a five-star review and tell us what you like about the podcast. Thank you. And with that, we can start the music. So stay tuned and let's get started. So Oli, you, you got back, you went to Turkey. Because I, I noticed you got like more hair in your beard. So so what else did you do when you was in Turkey? <laughs> oh, you did. Yeah. You're talking about the plastic surgery that got done? Is that why he's wearing a hat as well? Is that why he's wearing a hat? I'm noticing a lot more than the hair sticker. So what did you do? So I got some hair removed from the back of my <laughs> from the back of my hair to my beard. I've been trying to grow a beard for a long time, so now. Finally, no, no, no. <laughs> no, um, so I went to Fethiye, um in Turkey and it was, I booked a flight two days before going. Um, the reason why I booked it so close to traveling was just because of everything was just changing with the countries that you could travel to, the countries that if you come back, you have to quarantine. So I thought the best way to ensure that I wasn't disappointed or I ended up in a country where I would have to quarantine where I, when I got back was to book it close to when I was traveling. So I booked it two two days before flying out. Hotels were dirt cheap. Um, flights were a good price, couldn't complain. Um, yeah, and I booked it. Question, question. You, said, you said hotels were dirt cheap. Is that where you were staying? Because usually when you go away, you do like a room tour, but I didn't see any room tour. Oh, I can show you. Daniel came ready with that question. Daniel came ready. I'm just saying. I mean, that's true. I can post the hotel I was staying at. I was staying at Jiva Beach. Jiva Beach Resort. You can check that all inclusive. You know, five star. Right on the beach, you know. But as you grow up, you know, and you mature, you realize that it's not about showing everything on the gram anymore. You know? Is it? Mm. Is it? Yeah, all right. Okay. All right. <laughs> Back in the day when I was just first traveling, every time I checked in, I was showing everyone the lights and the glam. Now I thought, you know what? Let me just keep it low key. And also, <laughs> a lot of the my friends and followers listened to the podcast, and I said I wasn't going to travel. <laughs> so then I was trying to keep it a little bit on a lower profile. But yeah, so, so you, you sound like it was a good experience. Oh, it was so the experience flying out wasn't the best. Um, 
In fact, I was supposed to meet Pabilo at the airport because you also flying, oh, yeah, yeah, to, um, flying back to Basel. And the airport was extremely packed. Um, I was not expecting that. So after talking to Shuwal, you mentioned that flying out was quite empty, right? <laughs> um, um, I, I was surprised that my experience was more... It was just completely packed. Well, uh, when, when, when was it that you traveled? Was Sunday, it the second Sunday. 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 Okay. Okay. So, few, sorry, so and I think most families had already started traveling for like their summer holiday trips. Um, so there was massive lines. Normally, if anyone knows how I travel, I normally get to the airport maybe an hour max before my flight. This time I got there two hours before my flight and there was long lines, long queues. Um, my flight out there was pretty much fully packed. It was uh, full capacity. Um, everyone had mask on. Um, my expectation was that there was going to be like a gap between like between you and the passenger, but everyone was just sort of cramped on, um, which was a surprise to my to my seeing. So, would you would you recommend um, that part of Turkey to anyone that's thinking about going on a holiday now? Yes. The reason why is where I went, Fethiyeh, is more of a, is a quieter location. It's not like the popping spots in terms of Turkey, um, where people are going there for more party and the younger scene. This was more like people that retired and moved out to Turkey to live. So it was just, it was beautiful, really near the, uh, right next to the, to the coast, to the beach. Um, but it wasn't too packed and busy. So my flying experience out there was, I would say, wasn't the best. Um, but as soon as I landed, my my experience during the holiday was perfect. Um, there were social distancing rules. In the hotels, you would have to wear your mask. Um, near the swimming pool and stuff like that, they made sure that the seats were spread out in a way where you can suntan. If anyone's noticed, I've been tanning a little. Um, <laughs> you can suntan, and it wouldn't be. Yeah, yeah, I can tell you're blending into your 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 paint. But that's but that's green. But from the lighting, it's blending in. It looks like you're on a green screen. <laughs> you, went, you went to a quiet place during COVID, so there, was, there must have been no one there. No, so it was the hotel wasn't at full capacity. I would say probably. 30-40% capacity at that time, um, which is obviously why they were doing the hotel rooms for half price um, as well to try and incentivize people to come. Um, but I was also able to go on all the excursions. So I went paragliding. I was able to go um, scuba diving, um, quad biking as well. Um, yeah, so exactly. everything was pretty much open um, during the time I was there. It was just a situation where you're social distance if possible and when trans like when um you're transporting from one place to another you'd have your mask on so yeah so and then my, yeah, yeah sorry no i just i was going to talk about, about my flight back uh but my flight back that was amazing that was beautiful um the flight was completely empty um turkey's airport empty social distancing hand sanitizers here and there limited contact with people or um, um it's, it's, on, your, it's, on your way there 
it's funny because some people would actually be, even though they understand what's happening in the environment that we're living in, some people would be a lot more concerned at, with an empty airport because then it's almost like I'm the only one traveling, I'm the only one in the plane. Um, but then when you got the reverse, like also I experienced also on that Sunday where the entire airport is pretty much full. I've never seen it as full before. Um, instead of that making you feel more comfortable about traveling, you're more thinking, oh, I don't know if I should actually, why are so many people here? Mm. Um, I was shocked. Like we, we I, I was saying to Lauren, we were talking about, um, so I flew back from London to Basel on the 2nd of August. Um, and we basically kept on saying, even we're gonna go, we're gonna get there early because of Karen, but we don't expect there to be anyone. So, um, comfortable journey to the airport. Uh, we got a big enough van to make sure it accommodated for us, and we didn't have to worry. Then, as it, as the van was pulling up, the, I've never seen Terminal Five so busy. But oh, I, yeah. I almost got concerned to the point where I was like, "Is something wrong?" Right? It was like packed. Were people, was, were people wearing masks that were coming in? Yeah, they were wearing masks. But to be honest, this whole mask stuff, man, I, I can't breathe in, in the mask that I wear. It's ridiculous. So I'm like putting my mask below my nose. I don't. I don't really. Anyway, that's, that's another story. I don't really buy into it. So we get into the airport and literally, um, like it was. It was like you had to queue up. And and you know when they've made the queue the longest possible because they've stretched. They stretched out all of the the, the belts or whatever they case yeah, yeah. they And I was saying to like, having to keep space between the person in front of you as well. Long stretches it out as well, yeah. So you had to, so you really had to get to your flights. Um, I would even say much earlier than than before. Um, no one was distancing at all. Everybody was standing. Every, I mean, it was almost basically what it was. It was just an airport packed of people wearing masks, but nobody was <laughs> nobody was keeping the distance. And I think that's a bit of a concern because some people actually want to keep the distance for their own health, and others are not even thinking about it. So you have to, if you are that person, you have to remind people, please give me some space or put your luggage in their way. So they don't come too close. Because um, I guess this was on your flying. I, I guess this is the second time flying with Karim. The first time, obviously, when he, when you brought him to the UK. How how was it for him? Yeah. So so it was it was um, not to flex actually, and I didn't I didn't know until we actually checked on our tickets. <laughs> what helped is that we we actually had business class flights on the way back. But what that okay. meant is that we had, we had well, space. Okay. Have a flex, okay. right? uh, it's not a flex. It's not a flex. The reason why it's not a flex is because. It's because British Airways, what they did, interesting. Oh, yeah? enough, wait, listen, listen. <laughs> when, I, when I went to go check in, yeah, they offered like extra luggage. Yeah. What? <laughs> this guy is dumb. What, like what they did, I should have, I should have called Daniel. Daniel could have helped me understand the rules. Daniel's really got enough what, points racked what, up. What they, what they did, yeah, is they didn't. They disguised it as business. I felt like if they had said, "Do you want to upgrade to business class?" you would have said no. Yeah, but because they said do you want extra luggage and it means you can get like three luggages per person, something crazy. Like I said, yeah, that's fine. I don't want to bother count my weight. And um, but what it actually meant was it was business class um, flights because when I got the check, it was like uh, seat four C. I said, whoa. I said, Lauren, what's going on? Yeah. What we said, what business? Yeah. So <laughs> going back to your question, it really helped because because there was space. And to be honest with you, I think if we were to fly, I would probably consider sitting at the front because you have that kind of, it's almost like this feeling of, okay, I'm not, I know it sounds bad, but I'm not so rammed up in the back with the economy. I've got, I've got a bit of space. <laughs> oh, sorry, so, sorry, sorry. That's all it feels. That's all it feels. Listen to this though. This is why I think this, this whole thing is a joke, right? Imagine, 
You know how business class works. They close the curtains after a while, yeah? You guys will find this funny. They said on the plane, they made an announcement. Due to all of the COVID situation yeah. and restrictions that we're putting in place and the health, we are not going to be serving any food. So I was, and, and I said, I was like, oh, because I wanted a little juice, man, a little something. You know what I mean? <laughs> Listen to what I'm saying to you. They closed the curtains, yeah? And they pulled out trolleys of food for business class only. <laughs> and I, I kid you not, bro, I kid you not. And I, you know what's funny, yeah? I just, it was almost like a reflection in life where you was like, this is how the world works. They always offer something else to the upper class or whatever when they said it wasn't available. Mm. Like literally, and it was like, it was like sandwich bags. It was like bags of lunch. So you had sandwich in there, muffins in there, juice in there, unlimited. And I was thinking, but then you just say for health reasons, you're not serving food. That's crazy. Man, like Jack was just... Running the food, and I said, "Whoa!" Meanwhile, everyone in the back, yeah, behind the curtain, goes without. So I thought yeah. that I thought that was quite um, that kind of maybe to a part of this podcast. It added to the experience um, that made it quite nice. So, um, but Karen was great. Karen was great up until the point we had to descend because he he um, I think it started to get to his ears. So I had to basically shove the milk down him and say, "Look, drink this and shush, man." Um, and then he went, <laughs> what we did though, innit? we shoved it down his. <laughs> So, um, <laughs> because he was kind of refusing it, I was like, "Look, don't refuse it. Trust me, this is what you need." Um, and then when we got out the other end, I was more concerned about getting stopped by security because we had too much luggage. Um, and so all they did, they asked the question. But I think when you've got a baby, it's cool. I think so. It was fine. Um, uh, and then when we got to the other end, this is just to complete my experience of traveling. We ordered. Obviously, we had a taxi ordered, and I kept on calling the number because at one point it was like five, ten minutes late. And it happened to be, there was, there was a taxi, he was right in front of us. He, the guy was just chilling. So only until I started walking around and I said, oh, um, I'm trying to, how much, how much do you cost? Because the guy that I'm trying to order is not going to come and you, you're the vehicle that we need. He says, oh, I'm, I'm waiting for Pabilo. I said, bro, I've been here for like 45 <laughs> minutes, bro. And the thing about it, I've seen this guy come wait, out of his car. Didn't he have a sign? He didn't use it. He didn't use it. He only used it when I came to him. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> And I only yeah. came to, him to check the price. So yeah, that was all good. And then we got home. Um, um, but yeah, no, so I think I think I wouldn't recommend, I don't know, would I recommend someone to travel? Personally, I just think people should just sort of stay, keep a low profile until next year um, and see how things go. Um, but it also depends on your perspective and risk appetite to this whole COVID situation. If you don't believe it, you're going to travel. I believe it, but I still traveled. Yeah. Will believe will believe its impact the way it's been portrayed. That's my point. Mm. So of course it of course it does exist, but they've mixed. Well, that's another topic, isn't it? But um, so yeah. Um, but what, one, what, one 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 question. Yeah. Um, so that was obviously the travel experience. How have you found it being in another country? So for the listeners, you you've been on paternity leave for pretty much this whole year, and this yeah. was traveling back to Switzerland with your family. So how's it been back in Switzerland? Yeah, here is the thing about it. Unfortunately, UK has been probably the worst and mismanaged country in the entire of Europe, because in other parts of Europe, they're not, they haven't, it hasn't been like that, right? So it hasn't been the lockdown hasn't felt as strict. Um, we came back here and, and learned that um, it pretty much was normal, apart from the fact that corporations has kind of closed down. You work yeah. from home, so if we had been in Basel the entire time, we would not have necessarily, definitely not had the same experience. We would have been able to travel, move around. And go to the places that we went to when we actually arrived. Um, so, you know, um, I, I empathize with people back home because obviously I have family back home, but it was nice for us to get back and just kind of get back into home 
um, because at some point it was kind of like towards the end of staying in the UK, it was almost like this kind of stuck period. It was like you're not in COVID, but you're you're still practicing. You're not so you're not in lockdown, but you're still practicing as if you are in lockdown. You're you don't, yeah, it was it was weird. So I just felt like I was saying to Lauren, look, we just got a goal, man. This is diminishing returns for us, man. <laughs> like I'm just going backwards in my productivity. So um um yeah, so no, it's been great, it's been great. And I think most importantly, Karim's Karim's um he hasn't he's 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 tucked in nicely to, to lifestyle here in the, the apartment, so that's been good. Now I can tell from uh, Lauren's stories on Instagram, Karim has been getting busy around Basel. Tell you, man, he's out here, man. He's out here. What about you, you travelled home, right? Yes, yeah, so I think I was probably the only one out of us, out of the quartet, that had said pretty openly in the last episode that I planned to travel. Um, at that point, I had only planned a trip to Croatia. Mate, you and didn't I... just travel, you went on tour. Come on, man, don't, don't play it down, bro. <laughs> so basically i went to croatia and um this was early july and for the listeners in in the nordic countries so i'm based in stockholm primarily the uh, most people take july off so even if i wanted to be in the office there wasn't really much i could do um, and everything else i just slowed down trying to take the full break traveled to croatia um i think this is where i relayed the feedback to olu that flying was okay ho- hotels were empty because at that stage in july it was Croatia was great, beautiful weather, um, good food, uh, nice people, and it was a good break. And then because that went so well, I went back to Stockholm and I thought, actually, you know what? Traveling's not too bad now. Let me make the most of this downtime. Um, So then I looked at where I could fly to from Stockholm, went to Portugal for a week, um, learned how to surf, ate my body weight in salt water, but that was really fun. Um, Did you just learn how to swim? A couple of years ago, and now you're jumping yeah, into like, uh, in Japan, like four years ago, maybe three, four years I'm, ago. I'm not gonna no. lie, I, I'm not gonna lie, I was concerned. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking, I was thinking, like, there's a small chance, uh, that this thing ain't gonna work out, B. So I was because like, <laughs> it just it just didn't sound right, like, just about learning how to swim. Because remember, there's a difference between swimming and being a strong swimmer. It's and you, went to, you went to a place where if you get knocked off, you gotta learn how to be, a, you gotta be a strong swimmer. And that, that coast of Portugal is basically renowned for having some of the largest waves in Europe. Um, but, just, but just to clarify, where, where I say learn surfing, that doesn't mean we're going like, yeah, yeah. kilometres away from the shore. They do keep it relatively managed. And I had a really good surf instructor in school. Did you have a vest on as well? Like a... Yeah, you got like a full-on uh, wetsuit. First time I've been wearing one of those. But I but to, Dan, to Daniel's point on Olu, I ain't seen no videos, you know, to be honest. I didn't see no videos of you surfing. What's going on? Yeah, but it wasn't that kind of vibe. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't that kind of vibe because I can't tell my instructor because he's coming in the ocean with me. I was there with um, with a friend, but she's also in the water with me. So it's like, what are we going to do? There's a group of us. So it didn't really work. You're going to take my word for it. Please record uh, me as I'm surfing, yeah. But no, then uh, if you guys want any lessons, just holler at me. I can, I can. No, it's cool, it's cool, it's cool. <laughs> no, I'm good. Uh, um, but no, other than that, I went back to went back to Stockholm again. I wanted to look at kind of trips. Where can I go? I also went to Turkey, similar to Olu. I went to an area called. You forgot. You're trying to skip past the experience. You're talking for what? Roulette when it comes to traveling. Antalya. Yeah, went to Antalya. Sorry. Also similar to similar to Oli, I stayed in a nice, really nice hotel, all inclusive. It was nice, good weather, chill by the pool, good food. Um, topped up my tan, 
and yeah, and then after that, flew directly to London, and, uh, and I've been here, uh, been here since. So it's been uh, what two, two and a half weeks. How long was you in Turkey for? And probably the last thing that I would add is since during that period of me coming here, um, the company that I work for in my day job, same as Pavilo, they basically changed the policy where it's, it's called now choice with responsibility. So now if you want to work remotely from where you are, as long as you manage your work well, you just need to inform your line manager rather than get consent from them. So now my plan was to come here and fly back to Stockholm last week. But with this now uh, choice with consent, I'm going to work from here in the UK. So this is why my background is not as nice as my Stockholm background. This is my bedroom in the UK, in my parents' home in Portsmouth. Um, yeah, I'm going to be here throughout all of August. Can you hear me? Yeah. I'll just, I was just pointing at um, Oli, because Oli was looking at it thinking, Oli's been talking about basically moving to Bali. And where was Bermuda in it? Where are they giving one-year visas? Bahamas, I think. Bahamas. Bahamas. No, that's good. But you have to make sure that the time zone, like the time zone, the time zone difference works. Yeah, so just to, just to clarify, so the first stage, choice of the responsibility is you can get, you can inform your manager, but it needs to ideally be in your, um, where your contract is resided. And of course, in my case, I'm based in Stockholm. The plan is only to be here for the month of August. Mm. They will evolve later on to potentially you working from wherever you want to work, as long as obviously um, your deliverables are being met. There's like Olu. tax reasons that they need to clarify. All these switching, dog. Hey, Olu, we'll hook you. We'll, we'll put a <laughs> yeah, word with you. The only thing about um, it is tempting. Or te oh, as tempting as it is to go to somewhere like, somewhere like Bali, I can't even get my words up. To your point, Olu, it makes sense. The time zone is, is, is against you. So the way I saw it is kind of for those that are in Europe, you could basically spend a couple months in Portugal, maybe somewhere in Spain. Um and work from there to be honest. Stockholm, come visit your boy. I can help yeah, I'm, I'll be there soon, permanent okay. still. Say no. You're moving to Stockholm? No, 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 no. It's not now. <laughs> <laughs> okay. um, I'll a trip to visit you. But um, but yeah, no, it's it's so so with with I guess that's another that's another topic, maybe for our next time, just in terms of you, with that new policy, how are we changing our work situation. Um, yeah. but Daniel. Mm. Travel travel plans or, or or are you booking anywhere? Because you had a trip to you also had to go to Turkey or something, right? Yeah, yeah, trip, yeah, trips lined up. I've got um trip to Turkey next month, which is swear down. No, what's going on with this Turkey thing? Swear down. <laughs> <laughs> I tell you, we're all getting surgery. Let me let me show you. You didn't you get the you didn't you didn't get the discount code. What? P. I got a touch of my hair back. I want to touch up my hairline. You want to get Daniel. your hairline back? Oh my Terminal god. Wait, it doesn't, doesn't, it doesn't say. Oh, wait, no, there you go. When you, when you fly, when you fly. September, oh, yeah. September. Okay. So, um, what's happening with Turkey? What's got, why is everyone just. Survive. It survived. Food, food. P, you want to get your hair, you want to get your hairline back? If you want no, to get was... your hairline back, you can come to Turkey. <laughs> I know a doctor out there will sort you out. Because <laughs> I think in the last episode you were saying that you're still um, thinking whether to go or not. But has your thinking changed over the last uh, weeks or months? I guess not so. Really. so this, 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 this trip was booked back in I think December last year. Oh, okay. Uh, so it's nothing. It's nothing recent. It's nothing new. Um, I was more inclined to see how things panned out. Um, what the what the word on the street is with regards to traveling 
post COVID and what Turkey's laws are and what the um, the self quarantine may be going and returning. Since nothing's been announced yet, I had two colleagues that are from Turkey, both have been there for the past two weeks. Um, I've come back recently. Um, they've had good experiences. Um, both Olu and Shaw said have had good experiences, so I'm not against going. But should anything change between now and then, I'd have to reassess. But as as of now, it looks like we're going. Um, but we're going to Istanbul, which is, of course, not the capital, but maybe considered the commercial capital. Mm-hmm. So it's likely to be a lot busier than, than Antalya or other parts or Bodrum. Well, Bodrum's actually busy right now. Bodrum's but So, yeah, busy. so it's, it's interesting to see how, how things pan out. Um, so that's the only trip the rest of the year that's booked. I doubt there'll be anything else booked this this side of the year. So we'll just see how things okay, go. Let me, let me ask a question because your hairline is fine. You got a beard. So we going over there today. <laughs> so the, the reason, the real reason why um, Turkey, <laughs> the real reason why Turkey was booked is I had a lot of avios and it cost for two tickets, two pounds, one pound each. I'm done with it. avios. So that's where that's the reason why, and also. It's a country that I haven't been to before. And as you know, traveling was something I was really trying to do this year. Unfortunately, COVID had other plans. So from the map behind, there's a still a lot of places I've got to scratch off. So Turkey's one of them. So that's why it's on the cards. Two pounds. Yeah. Oh, pound you know how Daniel works, man. Daniel's always finding these deals. But but Daniel, I know you spoke about it was, I think it was Fight Club. Um but how are you building up your points on British Airways? You got a British Airways credit card specifically? N- no, I've got nothing affiliated to BA. The only thing I did have was club card points that I started collecting from Tesco from 2008. So when we were at university, I was collecting them. But then I switched them over a couple of years to Virgin because that was my preference for long-haul flights. Uh, So with the Avios, I can't remember how I started accumulating quite a lot. Daniel's living. Daniel's that kind of guy. He's living off the interest from the principal cards. It's, you're, you're, it's, you're ruling, <laughs> so, it's a, some, some, yeah, something happened. Oh, yeah. So, so no, I know I do recall now. So, when I was traveling with work, they the BA, BA was the flight of preference with work. So, having booked first class tickets, first okay. class flights, and business class, they also um, built up and put me on different oh. tiers. Just a quick side note um, for our loyal listeners, in case anyone wants to learn more about these travel tips, back in episode 13, we did an episode called How to Travel Across the World for Less Than £300. In that episode, Daniel actually goes through some of the tips and tricks that he does to book flights like this and go to these destinations for less than £10. So tune into that one. Thank you. Your plugging is getting so serious. So, but so how, how do we transition? So now we've, we've had about Daniel, Daniel mentioned something really important, right? Because you're basically listening to see if anything changes, right? Before you decide to travel to Turkey. Now we're we're hearing about this second wave, places like Croatia, Greece, which now they're saying that if you do travel to, I think Spain as well, if you do travel to these countries, when you come back, you have to self-isolate for approximately two weeks um and then they're talking about certain places in the in the uk where we're seeing a spike in um in covid so i wanted to get you guys views on why this is happening um and if you feel like we're gonna end up going into a second lockdown or if we're gonna it's gonna stay stable the vaccination is gonna come soon um because i've got my personal views on some of the people traveling right 
I think there's a responsible way of traveling and there's a irresponsible way of traveling. Um, there's some people that I've been seeing on the gram who are, I, I, I couldn't, I, there's no way of me thinking that there was a pandemic um, two months, three months ago. Like they're in clubs, um, shisha pipes, bottle service, all of this stuff in like a crowded space. And I'm like, where, wait, that doesn't make any sense to me. Where, where are they? Um, Greece. So a bunch of people in Greece where um, they're traveling, enjoying life, partying, um, clubbing, etc. And I'm like, that's irresponsible, right? Um, but what's you guys' views? Have you seen it? Do you feel like it's going to be a second second wave? Well, I, w- I would say, first of all, that some of this stuff is absolutely bonkers because when you look at the examples for people, countries that you need to self-quarantine, as of what? Um, is it the 15th of August? If you're coming from um, certain countries, you'd have to self-isolate. But it's stupid. For example, France, Malta, Aruba, I think Turks and Caicos, um, and Netherlands, I believe. But these are places where the, and Malta, these are places where the case of coronavirus are very, very low. For mm-hmm. example, in uh, Turks and Caicos, it's like around Turks and Caicos, it's like around a thousand cases of COVID, but yet they're put on people who arrive from there to self isolate for 14 days. The UK has around, I think, as of yesterday, around 320,000. France has around 219,000. There's Belgium as well. But for small islands like Turks and Caicos and also um, Aruba, what sense well, does Daniel, it make? Are you looking at the percentage of population versus the actual cases? As a percentage of population, those, because like you mentioned, those are small islands, small locations, right? And, uh, I think the way that they decide which countries are on the isolation um, list is not based about the cases, it's based on a percentage of population. Well, if you ask me, I think it's based on something else, but that's not for this conversation. <laughs> trust me, trust me, trust me. Trust me, trust me. I think I'm on Daniel's side of this as well. It does, it's a bit inconsistent. You just don't really know what it is. And the worst case would be um, going somewhere and then midway through being there, you're told that you have to self quarantine, and some people don't have the flexibility with work. Um, yeah, but they've, so, they've, um, yeah. sorry, um, are we st- run the question again? Are we still on the same question? It was around the second waves and people traveling not responsibly. Um, where do we see kind of the trend going and why? Just while P thinks, I think if there was, or I, I initially thought that if there were to be a second wave, it would have happened around now, you know, given that the lockdown restrictions were heavily lifted on the 4th of July in the UK. But then thinking, forward thinking, as schools return and as a lot of families may have gone on summer holidays to maybe some exotic places and there's been a lot of, you know, interaction with people and some countries maybe not taken or certain parts of countries not taken the restrictions into a very serious matter returning back to the uk not self-quarantining and then being exposed to other people that's where the spike may 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 happen for example spain has gone back into complete lockdown and done a reverse of all the improvements they've made because the situation there is, is rife and it's very serious and i think people want to enjoy and i think sometimes external circumstances move away logic and common sense 
example being when we last experienced a, quite a, some good weather in, in the UK a few weeks ago. People, you know, logic, common sense went out of people's heads. People were congregating, doing a lot of things together, which is fine. But people also have to be aware of the risks mm-hmm. because there's no point enjoying yourself and then crying later because something negative is happening. It's short-lived. Yeah. 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 No, yeah. What about you, P? What's your views? No, I think overall I just struggle to believe um, what's 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 true anymore. I've got my own personal opinions for another episode or for offline discussion, but I think I think I came across. I think if I'm not wrong, there was maybe a report that suggested that the deaths have been mixed up with other forms of deaths, and it's all been lumped into COVID-related. Um, then you look at the sort of recovery rate, and you look at the chances of actually getting it. So. It's it's um, but then at the same time, although you have this data in your own mind, you still are taking precaution. So it's it's a it's a bit of a, a frustrating and an annoying situation because um, I just feel like as long as you keep your distance and you you wash your hands like you should do, you should be fine. I think younger people are okay, but it's my personal opinion. Um, but in terms of in terms of moving forward, I don't know. It's it's it also depends on. I think maybe the UK is more of a topic than any other country because somewhere like Switzerland is kind of pretty much back to normal. They, they always have been. Um, so for me, my focus is more, how do I manage with work, right? How do I do that? But from a living standpoint, we're only expected to wear masks on the tram. Not everybody's doing that. Um, and they haven't enforced fines. So if, you don't, if you're caught not wearing it, yeah. it's, you know, so, um, but let's see. I see. I think the biggest. I think the biggest question. Let's get straight to it. When the vaccination comes out eventually, who's taking it? Who's grabbing I'll, that? I'll wait. For, who's, I'll who's, wait. Grabbing that? <laughs> who's grabbing wait, that? I'll, I'll wait to see the um, the reaction. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's, it's, when, 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 when when you say that, it reminds you of this. Not a meme. It's like a short clip. It goes well. If you man go first. Because <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I, yeah, yeah, I, I saw something that said it's like 50 percent uh, success rate. I'm like, what's the point of a vaccination that's fifty percent um, success rate? And you're going to need to get a top up every single year. I heard similar <laughs> to like the like the cold flu. Yeah. Sorry, and I'm back back to I know I know we were moving on, but back to second wave question. Typically, September to December is flu season, so. If Lewis season coincides with COVID, there is then potentially a chance of a second wave, though it increases the likelihood and chance. And if it is flu season, there's likely to be a mis, well, not miscommunication, a confusion or uh, maybe not an understanding of if you've got flu-like symptoms, you're assumed to have COVID. If in flu season you've got flu symptoms, you might not have COVID, you might just have flu. Yeah. So it will then create a whole new case of do I go out? Do I stay? What do I do? What can I do? Um, and as you mentioned with the misrepresentation of figures a few weeks ago from the misrepresentation, number of COVID deaths, misrepresentation. You know, we, we don't we don't know what's going to happen here. So it's it's interesting to see. But going forward in terms of a vaccination, I know myself, I'm not going to take it. And really and truly, when it comes to vaccinations and trials, they're always going to post figures that favors them. You can post the figures that makes the vaccine look bad, or you can post figures that make the va- that makes the vaccine look good. I heard, I heard the minority community is up first, <laughs> but they're also going to try and pose people, you know, fines or implications for those who don't take it. Yeah, I heard about. Mm. I'll pay the fine, man. I'm cool with that. 
But these people, say if, say if, say if um, travel or flights or hotels or restaurants said, unless you take the vaccine, you're not allowed in, would you take it then? Wait, listen, 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 listen to what I'm saying to you. Listen, there's going to be a large population of people that will not take the vaccination. And there will also be that population of people that will find out how to basically get through life without taking it. So to your question, there will be a, some form of evidence that you've taken it or not taken it. Mate, listen. Papers are getting forged. But, 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 but then that's also where the top 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 layer of the cake, as in the, the high net worth individuals, really, can uh, pay for that. And I'm just saying, have you got the pockets that deep to pay for it? They, they've already been doing it. What you mean the fine or you mean the actual vaccine? I'm talking I'm talking about I'm talking about the, the forgery of the certification or whatever it may be to say you've had the vaccine. Come on, man. We got we got brothers around the world. Things can happen. He, Listen, he we can make one business class flight and now you think he's coming. <laughs> 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 he thinks he can have a chat with Warren Buffett and Bill. <laughs> what I thought he was going to say, I thought he was going to say, because I know I, I saw also a report to say that suggests that ultra net worth individuals have already taken the vaccination. Uh, some right. of those individuals yeah, based right. based in Russia, um, but I to be honest, to be honest, it depends on the format. Like, how are they going to evidence whether who's taking it or not? Right? Um, uh, the US is looking is looking worrying because some are saying you can't force vaccinations. Others are saying other states are saying it's mandatory. So I think a lot of questions are going to have to be asked. Maybe even where you live. Um, let's see. But but. Everyone taking a vaccination? Interesting. I don't know. Vaccinations, right? The way they'll do it is going through through schools, right? Because they used to have like vaccination days, right? Where you'd you'll get your jabs at school. So if they want to make sure that everyone does get it, um, obviously there's going to be a population, older generation that's not going to take it, like you said. I still got my BCG mark to this day. To this day. (laughs) So that's the way. So I think um, just just one clarifying comment for our listeners. We are not medical experts, and if you do seek medical advice, go to your local GP or expert because I don't want anyone's uh, life in, in in my hands. We're just giving our opinions and thoughts here. Just sure. Well, thank you for being responsible. It's funny because Karim's got vaccinations on Fridays. I might have to say, "Yo, brother, chill out. <laughs> just check everything else apart." No, from I don't that. even know if uh, I don't even know if they've got needles big enough for that guy's guns because the way that his arms are set up, it might need to be a a double one. But just while we're on the topic of kind of post-vaccination or post what the, what the world kind of will look like, just focusing again on our discussion today, which is really the main focus has been around kind of travel. When, when do we think travel will return back to what it looked like in February 2020? I think this is quite fickle, but I think a lot of us are just saying uh, 1st of Jan 2021. <laughs> it's just like, get rid of this year and let's move on to next year. There's just this sense of, Everything will be better next year. And obviously that won't be the case. But um, I always say Q1 of next year. You said Q1? Yeah, Q1 of next year. Because I think <laughs> you need to, you need to travel. You need. I think eventually you need to go somewhere else. Because otherwise, it's just... We haven't travelled somewhere for at least almost two years now. So um, I'd probably say Q1 next year. Somewhere maybe within Europe, not too far away. Um, and manage it that way. I'm going to go with January 2022. So I'm going to say... To do what? I'm going to say it's going to take a whole another year for everything to recover and get back. Because I think what's going to happen is there's so many companies like I think Twitter, Google came out saying that they don't expect the employees to come back to work until summer of next year. 
And I say when big companies release statements like that, they must know something that we don't. Um, so then the vaccinations and everything will come. Um, I think there's going to be an impact with the recession. Um, a lot of people are going to lose their jobs, so traveling won't be the first thing on their mind as well. So I think before the we get back to normal traveling and everything gets back, we're probably looking at 2022. And just so that's when you think travel will go back to where it was pre-COVID, but for you personally, because I think that's also where we're oh, for me personally. When do you think you'll start traveling back to how he's already yeah. moving around, isn't it? Um, I think back to my norm, my personal norm, probably will be summer next year, end of next year. So start planning stuff for next year, mid. I reckon you'll bounce earlier. I've got a feeling. You'll see those Bali uh, flight tickets, and you're going to. But I said that last podcast. And yeah. <laughs> what's your take? When do you, when do you think travel will return to pre-COVID levels, and when will you personally travel to travel back like how you were traveling before? If it's personal. From the conversations I had, it looks like January, twenty twenty one. But that's but that's 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 beyond that's to 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 degree to some degree, it's beyond my control. However, in terms of the economy, I think it's going. We're looking at least two to three years. Okay. And or after a vaccine is rolled out into um, to the public. I feel like the vaccine is almost um, kind of a sign off to say, yeah, you can, everyone can travel. There's a vaccine, so you're safe. But until then, I don't think we're going to see see the same the same growth and trajectory that we have in the last recent years. Yeah, because I think looking back now, the the level of travel, the flights, how cheap they were, it was just astronomical compared to where it's dropped down to now. So I think on on the on the travel for the rest of the world, I think I'm definitely in agreement with with Daniel. What made me laugh, Daniel, is when you answered the personal side of the question, you answered that so quickly that it makes me think you've got some madness planned for January next year. <laughs> no, no, it's just... It's yeah, the re- no, no. Daniel's going to celebrate his birthday party. No, the, the reason is because I had some trips lined up for this year that were booked, paid for. So it looks like they, they'll be moved sooner rather than later, possibly. But that's so all... The I'm airline going. told you that you need to redeem it before a certain day no 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 airline gave us two years to oh. get a refund or to get a change book and you've got a different kind of setup man i think i'm pretty much so in terms of when the rest of the world will go i think i'm similar to to daniel i think it's going to take a couple of years or and or the vaccine on a personal basis honestly this summer experience i've had made me appreciate the experience of traveling again and how much it gives me energy to recharge the only concern I had was when I come back to the UK, being around my parents who, in some categorization, you could put them as at risk of getting COVID. If they were, it would be a big impact. But I've been back now for three weeks. Everyone around me is healthy and happy. Um, so, yeah, let's see. I think on a personal basis, I might I might already be back in the usual travel routine flow, but let's let's see how it goes. My family's traveling, my family's traveling this, this weekend. So where, where are they going? They're coming to Basel. Ah, oh, okay. Well, you're definitely in the in the normal traveling. You went to Portugal, Croatia, and Turkey in the space of what one or two months. Yeah, you're you're traveling. I'm just I think somebody somebody was telling me. I'm not I'm not too sure. I can't remember who now, but effectively, uh, a lot of bankers, a lot of analyst bankers that were let's say work based in New York, that were on holiday during that 
it's probably happened to not just bankers, a lot of people uh, during the March period where COVID kicked off. Um, they basically just said, we're going to we just basically rent a huge villa here in the island and stay here for however long with our families. So it's, I think it's what, what's been interesting is the people that have made almost a better lifestyle through this pandemic to an extent. And also the, the knock-on effect, because you know a lot of those cities like New York, LA, they've got high-end restaurants, hotels, bars, all of this stuff. And those businesses are just getting tanked now because all the people spending money are just out of uh, out of town. I assume it's probably having a similar impact in London, but let's see. Maybe that's a topic for another episode. For sure. Cool. Cool. No, this was a good episode. Um, let's wrap up. So hopefully you've enjoyed the episode. I think we've discussed about our personal experiences when it comes to traveling, um, talking about the second wave and our predictions around the second wave. And then also just in regards to when we feel like flying and everything's going to get back to normal for ourselves personally and for the rest of the world. So Daniel, you want to take us away? Thank you for listening. I hope you enjoyed it. See us next week. Catch us next week. Stay well. God bless. What about email address? Oh, if you've got any feedback for us, it's been a while. It's you, been can a while. Find us, you can find us on Instagram at Take Flight Podcast or email us at takeflatpodcast at gmail.com. Peace. Cool. Take off.